Welcome back to The Siding Lap, where we give you an insight into the world of motorcycle racing. Now, on this week's episode, we have a very, very special guest, and we've done something a little bit different this week than our usual MotoGP content. We have Chloe from Femme Speed. Chloe, do you want to introduce yourself to the podcast? Hi, um, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so I made Femme Speed uh, two months ago, and yeah. it's crazy and sometimes I wonder what I've got myself in for but it's great and I love it (laughs) definitely so I think we just have to jump in right at the start how long have you been interested in motorsport is it something that you've always been interested in or is this a new thing I mean you said that you started Femme Speed just two months ago you know is this a long-term sort of dream of yours or um so motorsport has been in my life since I was probably about five Mm. Um, my dad like most girls grew up with their dads watching motorsport whether it was F1 or watching like watch this repair shop program and stuff like that Um, (laughs) that was like how I got into it and that was great and the older I got do you know what I kind of fell out of love with it for a while Mm. and then I went to go and see the um Grand Prix in Singapore in 2018 when I was cabin crew because it just happened to be on at the same time and it made me realize how much I loved it again. And then I got a bit more and more and more into it. And then now I'm, it's just taken over my life um, <laughs> in the best way. And then with Fem Speed, it was very, I mean, I wasn't quite sure. Um, I knew, well, I knew I wanted to do something um, yeah. within the industry. And I knew that, you know, you've got like TikTok content creators and there's people like yourselves, like doing podcasts and stuff like that. And females in motorsport very much inspired femme speed as well but looking at those I kind of thought right well there must be a gap because all these people have like jumped into gaps at the right time and I thought about what I'm passionate about and all these things and I thought right I can't do TikTok because if I'm honest like I I think it's too much work for me you know it's (laughs) constant recording editing yeah Yeah. myself like I'm just not built for that I just I will do three and then be like okay I'm done why am I not (laughs) so I was like right okay like I know I want to help people I know there's only a few girls in the industry and coming from being cabin crew and aviation is very much the same it's a male dominated environment I was like right what about a page that kind of posts jobs is a safe space for women to come together and make friends and inspires by featuring people, but also featuring people who are up and coming. Like I'm not just talking about people who have made it or who are driving in W series or ahead of, you know, whatever in a particular team. Let's show the girls that are working really hard and maybe aren't at the top, but will be at the top. Yeah. So yeah, that was where Femsby came from. And it was a very, it was thought about, Mm-hmm. over a few weeks but it wasn't months and months in the making but it took a bit of time and thinking about what I would post because I could think right well you're full of this like crazy big idea but then what on earth am I gonna write yeah. um but yeah it just kind of flowed and I love it it's my baby <laughs> definitely yeah. definitely I think we had a similar path with the siding lap being created as it was you sort of do see that gap and yeah. you just you think about it and you go mm, you know there, there's a possibility here and then 
like you said, it was a matter of weeks for yourself. It was the same with us. It's just a matter of weeks and some hard work. And we just went, this is exactly what it is that we want to do. And there's a space there. And I think that's so interesting to know that you had a very similar experience in creating stuff like that. And like you said, with TikTok, I mean, everyone's doing TikTok content these days. And I feel like it's such a saturated area now with people interested in motorsport. But, you know, there's still gaps and there's still places where we can get in there and you're doing something so different that you know people want to see that and yeah creating a safe space I think is definitely that was a big part of yeah it's a big part of it yeah just because yeah. I'd had you know messages off people um on all different forms of social media and yeah. um, some even being LinkedIn of like I can help what's your number and after a couple of texts I began to realize that maybe their intentions weren't pure and they probably didn't care about my future yeah um, and I wanted to make sure that people who came through FemSpeed felt supported and that the girls that are on there, or let's say it gets to a point where it grows and I can genuinely put people, you know, in opportunities of, mm-hmm. my goal is to work with like a team or something like that, yeah. for whether it's workshops or stuff like that. I wanted to make sure that I knew it was safe and I wasn't mm-hmm. just putting people in touch with other people that I didn't know or you know, I didn't want to say, oh yeah, this person can help and then put them in a difficult situation. I wanted to make sure that everyone was, yeah, respected and safe and yeah, felt comfortable to just be themselves and also just enjoy that we all love the same thing. Like we're all here for the same reason, right? Exactly, like we yeah. fast things going around a track for some bizarre <laughs> reason, but we love it. So yeah. Yeah. That's but, um, yeah, that's a but well sort of as sort of as you said you started the uh femsby page in july did you expect to get the response that you did no absolutely (laughs) not like i was petrified (laughs) um because i was thinking god like i've made such a song and dance about social media what if i get like three followers that are all my friends and then everyone else is like okay nice fine um so I was quite scared and um, obviously I don't come from a motorsport background and my, apart from watching it, no one in my family works in motorsport. Um, yeah. So I was quite scared that it wouldn't work, but I just kind of hoped that that it would. And when it did, I don't know about yourselves, but it gets quite scary because then you're like, oh my God, like I need to keep content. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, when we found you on Instagram, mm-hmm. you already had over a thousand followers. And that was very recently after you'd started the page up. And I, I remember someone had shared something about it. So we must have some mutual followers and, and yeah. friends. And I was like, oh, what's this? And went and had a look and you'd had a few posts up. And I was like, I need to speak to this girl ASAP. <laughs> and I put it in the group chat. And I was like, you guys need to see this. And it, I mean, it had just completely blown up. And we definitely haven't blown up to the same extent. But I do completely understand what you mean of like, there's this all of a sudden you're like oh my god no people actually are here to listen to what I have to say and yeah you know people are coming to me now and yeah we have a lot of people that would come to us and be like oh we like your content and you know what about this and what about that and it, it's you never actually expect it to take off like that I think is the no. crazy part you put all this time and effort into it but to actually see it yeah you know up and running is massive is I, I also think like you know it's hard because there is a lot of competition out there and I feel like when you want women to come together, Mm. 
it's it's an amazing thing but you also want what you to what you do to do well right yeah and it's quite hard because sometimes you know we are kind of built to go against other women yeah I feel like it's also quite nice to be on here and talk to other women that want other women to do well exactly and they're like supporting other women because even like hearing that you was like oh look at this page that makes me really excited and makes me really happy because that's what we should be here for and I also think like your podcast and like my page or you know whoever else if your page and what you do has genuine intentions you will do well and I always think if you can make one woman feel included, supported, inspired, like you've done the right thing. You know, it's not yeah. about thousands. It's about, you know, it's about the quality of what you do yeah. and not the yeah. quantity of what you do. And that's, I will stick with that. And if my page doesn't grow anymore, so be it. But yeah. if it helps people, then great. Exactly, exactly. I mean, when we started out, we were just a group of five girls. And yeah. It just so happened that we were all female and we didn't even think of like, it never even crossed our minds that we were, you know, going into this fully male dominated sport. It was always just, we want a safe space where people can come and get all the information about the sport that they love. And then it was like, oh yeah, we have something here. And yeah. We never want to come across and just be like, oh, yeah, we're all females and everything has to be female because that's what we want. It's the safe space. And even if you, I help one person out, like you said, it doesn't matter who it is. If someone mm-hmm. feels comfortable, no matter who they are, to come and to message us or to say that they like our content, like it makes it all worth it, to be mm-hmm. honest. And yeah, yeah even and... Just between us, like, yeah, as soon as I, I mean, that, I was just I... like, this is great. I joined late. Um, I messaged them in April. And I think it was April. Do we say March? I don't know when I joined. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was April. But I joined in April, and I'd messaged them, and I was like, "Would you be up for a collab?" Uh, Because I do. I what I was doing, uh, basically just football, and I'm very into my motorsport and stuff, and I've been doing it since I was younger. And I was lucky enough that I have a family friend that works in it, so I was always at races. But I, I said I messaged, and I was like, "Would you be up for a collab?" And then they were like actually do you want to be a member I was yeah. like yeah why us. not yeah so yeah no it's been a really fun journey and everyone and it's like you said it's just creating that safe space and I feel like when I don't feel stupid to ever say anything and we have a few TikTok series and stuff that we're trying to start up now that I've sort of started with the page and it's like technical stuff and just trying to explain it as simply as we can because I'm learning about it um yeah I'm just learning about it and hoping I can explain it to other people and hope that it makes sense but no it's like you said just creating that safe space and trying to be educational as well yeah and I feel like that's also really good that you've said that just about like you're learning too like exactly. I'm learning too like we're all in the same boat and I um so I've just had a call with somebody that we're going to be partnering partner partnering partnering <laughs> um and I've actually just asked someone to come and help me with them speed um which was quite scary for me because I've been kind of tackling it all on my own and it's great mm. because it's my baby and I'm very protective and you know I want to make sure that the stuff I put out is right it's not going to offend anyone it's going to come across in the right way and keeps in the tone of what FemSpeed is about but I was at a point where I was like you know what like I if we're going to be partnering up well we are I can't say too much yet but we're <laughs> partnering up with someone really exciting yeah um, and I was like, yeah, I need a hand. But I'd said to them on the call, like, I think the beauty of Fem Speed is the fact that, yeah, 
we are helping people find what they want to do and support them along the way but we're also in the same boat and the questions that we're answering were questions that I probably asked myself two weeks ago like you know what next or where do I go but that's what makes it really special because you yeah it's genuine and you know what you needed it could have only been like like I said like two weeks ago a day ago like or a year ago you can kind of help people with that because you know what's what's wanted and what's needed kind of thing exactly exactly I think a massive thing would be now that even just having this conversation and you know learning from each other do you have any advice to give other young girls or even just people wanting to go down the same route as you you know is there anything that you've learned over the last hectic two months that you feel would would help anyone in this you know or wanting to go down the same sort of avenue as you've gone down um I'd say in motorsport in general, I always say, and I stick with it since forever, be okay with being the only woman in the room. I feel like that's really important just because it is getting better, but nine times out of 10, you'll be the only or one of the only women in the room and have confidence in yourself and your knowledge and your abilities and know that it's okay to make mistakes and we're all learning and just be there for the other girls because I feel like sometimes we're in this position where because it's so male dominated women like to be the only woman and that can make it very difficult because we should be helping each other and a lot of people are very guilty of saying I want to help other women and then not helping other women because they want to be the woman and I just think you know be genuine be true to yourself and help everyone else and um I remember someone saying to me once um oh you know someone asked me a question about uni um so I was on a foundation year and they reached out to me asking about it and where they could go and stuff like that and what do I think of my current university because he were looking at going there and I was helping him out and this particular person said to me like you're very helpful to these people like you don't really know or you know you don't have to reply to these messages and I'm like yeah but you know it's cost nothing to be a decent human and if I've got the time to reply I certainly will and two like this person could be interviewing me one day yeah yeah like they could be sat there that's you know the person that could be the difference between me getting a job or an amazing opportunity yeah we should all help each other out because you never know when you're going to need that help too and I don't know whether that sounds a bit selfish, like you've got to help people because they might be able to help you. Like you should do it to be a genuine person, but you yeah. just don't know when you could be relying on them too. And it's just nice to be nice, right? Like just, yeah, just exactly. help everyone and be kind and enjoy the journey. Well, exactly. Like, Ricardo, enjoy the book. <laughs> like, <laughs> just start playing that TikTok song. <laughs> <laughs> don't, because I will cry. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're 100% right in that one and it is that situation of it it's sort of like treat others how you want to be treated which is the yeah. like the yeah. simplest version of it and it's something that everyone preaches to each other until it actually comes down to doing it and then it's yeah. like no that's out the window I might hear for myself which I understand in a lot of cases but just yeah. like you said you know there's no reasoning for it whatsoever just yeah. treat others how you want to be treated and I mean it's the best model to live by so yeah it is literally agree. Yeah. yeah because 
we're all people at the end of the day and we're all trying to find our own way and mm-hmm. I think it is hard it's it's hard to remember that sometimes when yeah. you know you're trying to get a job or you know even from you know like my page yeah. I want it to do well of course I do it's my page and you'll feel the same about your podcast like but at the same time just be accepting that what will be will be and you know yeah. work as hard as you can and but also support like make sure you're just kind to other people it's just yeah basic life it's not even just it's just life yeah sort of just coming off of that um in your personal opinion what do you think can be done to break the stigma around women in motorsport and what can be done for females to be more represented in the sport I feel like it starts with men Mm -hmm. like people like women will only be accepted in the industry when men accept them and not just accept them but encourage the male peers to do so you know you hear someone like using a derogatory term or not speaking making a joke about oh you should be in the kitchen like yeah just call it out calling it out because we can call it out but that makes us like crazy feminists of course like so you know men need to be helping us with this movement it's just as important like and it's not even just that like a man can say I support the women in the industry but until he speaks up and does something about it that means nothing yeah yeah so I feel like that's really important and for me representation you don't believe that you can do a job until you see a woman do it so the more women we get in there and the more women we see on tv adverts or you know, in a specific role on TV, Hannah, head of strategy for Red Bull is prime example. She's getting yeah. more and more media coverage. And yeah, I met her at the um, women in engineering event at Red Bull. And she's amazing. Like she's an incredible woman. And I think seeing women like her in amazing jobs, it certainly made me think, well, what's stopping me from doing this? Like yeah. I can do that. So that representation is so important. So I just think it's a case of companies teams schools like pushing these things out to women and Mm -hmm. I I genuinely think once that playing field becomes equal like this won't be a problem it'll be definitely bringing bringing Hannah up is quite funny because we were we were thinking about this so (laughs) I mean that basically just goes on and what you said is how inspiring it is to see women like Hannah Smith who obviously is the the Red Bull principal strategy engineer you know what's it like to see her being so successful I mean obviously with last weekend happening there's been a lot of negative comments around her and her job and what she does which is just crazy to me because you know for a fact if that was a man doing that job there would be no mention of it like a name springs to mind (laughs) what what she is doing is just absolutely incredible but it's only for the fact like she's just doing her job and yeah. yeah there's all and that was it yeah attention that's the thing like her gender shouldn't even really come exactly and I um I refrain of from having arguments on social media because <laughs> yeah. I mean I read through people's arguments and you know as we all do think they're absolutely hilarious sometimes um and it's like an entertainment thing but I don't want to I don't want to argue with people on the internet because yeah. I mean it's no gain and plus when you're trying to you know I use my personal account kind of professionally sometimes of you know I post my life on there but sometimes opportunities have come from that as well 
So I'm very careful with what I put until I think it was Sky Sports F1 um, did a post about Sylvia, the FIA race director. Mm. And someone commented and was like, let's hope she doesn't mess it up or something like that. And I was reading it and I went off it and I thought about it and I went back Mm -hmm. and I kept doing this a few times. (laughs) And so I was actually getting angry. Yeah. And I replied and I was like, if this was a woman, you wouldn't be asking whether she was going to mess it up. And Sylvia has been in this job for quite a few years now. But I think Sky Sports F1 had only just posted about it. Yeah. But it made me really angry that this man had jump to conclusions that she might not be good just because she's a woman and I actually stuck up for her and I said you know until she messes it up yeah leave her alone yeah keep your mouth shut yeah it's it's just it's crazy that people think like that and but she actually Mm. sent me a message and said thank you for sticking up for her on that post and she's she's a really lovely lady like she's great um, and there's a lot of women in positions like this. Like I just went to um, Italy to Vallelunga for the world touring cars and like had a weekend experience with them and um, went to race control and all this kind of stuff. And there's so many women working there and they do a great mm-hmm. job. Yeah. Like, yeah. And yeah, it's just really frustrating. <laughs> yeah. So frustrating. We try to stay away from Twitter arguments, but there have been a few. Yeah, we do. We do stay away. I, I, I got involved in one recently. And yes, I just got my Android and then <laughs> deleted it, unblocked them because I was like, I, I just needed to get my anger out because of the rude messages that they'd sent me. Because mm. there was a situation in Moodle GP where a rider had been caught drink driving, and I just said that I, it didn't really sit right with me and there was yeah. no real apology made and I was like you know he should have just said this and held his hands up and I put that on my Twitter my personal yep. Twitter account was like this is what I think of the situation and this guy commented underneath it and was just like it's because you're a woman you have this mothering instinct that you're you a scold to, yeah that you need to like discipline him and I was like excuse me <laughs> all oh the male God. journalists were yeah. saying the same thing but I was, came after yeah, yeah. so I <laughs> went away I did the exact same thing as you that I went away and then I came back to it and I was like hmm and then again I went away again and then I went back and I was like I messaged the group chat of everyone I was like do you know what I am going to reply and (laughs) I said something really silly along the lines of oh should I just go back to the kitchen while I'm at it you know I was just like so angry and he came back with this horrible response he got involved with all my friends trying to stick up for me. It was like he, he was having an argument with six of us at the same yeah. time and was responding so quickly. And I we just, were just like, how does he have the time? He must have had like six screens up at once. It was crazy. <laughs> but we just he had, had to... a call center, like replying to all the... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to get involved in this one. Like, oh. like he started okay. slagging off my university degree, what I studied, yeah. like everything that he could about me. He just completely tore into me and it was like, just because I said I didn't really like the way that a MotoGP rider had dealt with the situation. And it was like, he tried to say that there was other men that he said the exact same thing to, which I found no proof of. So I was like, "Mm, well, that's a lie. So, you know, he tried to back himself up and there was just no proof. And there was no need for it. 
so yeah. I didn't lose any sleep over That's it so but nice. I had to just I had to get my anger out because it was like are you serious right now yeah and I think it's so difficult like we look at these comments that people say and we keep our mouth shut but when we yeah. defend ourselves I feel like when women defend themselves about situations like this it can become very personal very quickly yeah yep. and we're talking professionally right like we're professionally sticking up for people and saying you know and we're stating facts like yep. we're not just out here making up a load of rubbish to win an argument mm-hmm. and I think sometimes there's a lot of men that can't handle that and maybe wrong woman actually does know something and regardless of whether we know something or not if we're stating our opinion we're more than entitled to as much as he is and I think it's really frustrating that it got to that point and it's awful that yeah they just it goes to a personal attack that's just not necessary at all but it's the same with like a lot of content creators isn't it like I just featured um Sophia the TikTok creator yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. um and she was saying that she used to get so much abuse online off men when she first started and some of it is just opinion or preference or you know whatever and it just gets very personal so it is it, it, this is the thing you take one look at these content creators or even our own comments sometimes of what people say and message us you just have a look and you see these people they go straight for maybe like your appearance or yeah. something that you've said and you're like oh no that's so wrong but if you say went to a male content creator and had a look at his comments they don't you don't the difference anything. you like it's no one's pointing out how they look or how they're dressed or their appearance or what their opinion is yeah yeah Yeah. they don't invalidate men's opinions but they invalidate the women's and it's also like you know in f1 I remember like saying to someone at uni about like in f1 and they were like he won the championship in 1994 oh my (sighs) god like why do you have to question yes yeah except Mm -hmm. the fact that I'm a fan of a sport like I don't have to tell you what DRS stands for, like to make me a fan. I know. <laughs> alone, like, yeah. and that doesn't happen with men. It, no, it doesn't. Yeah. I've never seen it happen. And I can tell you now, if someone at uni turned around and said to me, like, I love F1, and I was like, tell me all the different tires. Yeah. Like, <laughs> everyone else yeah. around me would be like, what? <laughs> like, why is she quizzing this? But it seems to be okay the other way around. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's the weird thing, though, because I have been in multiple situations like that with posting the likes of the signing lap onto my personal account, you know, when I'm out and I see my friends or I see people and I'm like, oh, what's this? Are you interested in MotoGP? And maybe Formula One gets brought up and I would maybe go like, oh, yeah, you're a fan. And maybe I'd be like, oh, yeah, like, who are you supporting? And then that would be the end of the conversation. At no, no. point did I start completely tearing into every opinion that they have about the sport and it's pretty like oh I'm a Lewis fan or I'm a Max fan I'm like oh that's cool done yeah yeah and And it was it's like the thing the thing is is especially like growing up in the sports like growing up knowing the sports you then get asked a lot of things and I was in a situation once and it was a complete nobody I'd met this person once Mm -hmm. and he was just like oh so you like MotoGP and you like World Superbikes and I was like yeah I do and he was like oh but did you actually start watching two years ago? I was like, I've been watching since I was like Forever. three. Yeah. Like, 
I've been in the paddocks for like years like you can try and quiz me but it's not going to work out and it's just so stupid that that's the sort of thinking that you have to prove yourself as a woman and in reality you shouldn't yeah and do you know what I feel like as well I'm not gonna lie there are a lot of women that are going that way as well yeah yes you know we've drive to survive I feel like that's like made this whole community of gatekeeping fans that are like did you stop watching it because of drive to survive well we're not interested then like you're not a real fan but I'm like please just appreciate the fact that people are coming into sport because this tv program and it's great like surely like I love having more friends to talk about f1 with that's a win because I'll talk about it to my wall if I have to like (laughs) so like an actual person to have this conversation was great exactly I know because I've spent so many times like the only people that I would speak to would be my family about this situation and see when I got on Twitter and I was like oh I'm just gonna have a wee look at MotoGP and a wee bit of F1 and I find all these people who were interested in the sport and to see just to actually sit down and have a conversation with like-minded people who are able to accept that you've been in the sport for ever or you've only recently like I only started watching Formula One in the last year and I would say that Drive to Survive massively helped me to get into it I was sort of watching a few races here and there but I will fully admit that I watched Drive to Survive and was like okay I'm gonna sit and watch the race on Sunday like I knew a bit about it but it's like completely invested me now yeah and I think Drive to Survive is a great place to start if you're in yeah because it helps you understand the team's dynamics yeah it helps you understand like where other drivers have come from and you know it helps you learn even just about like constructors championship points and the tires and it helps you learn everything about the sport and here and there as well which I think is great and I would always point new fans in the direction of drive to survive and yeah obviously some of it is dramatized it's a tv show like Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) who's gonna watch it if it's complete boring yeah yeah no one's gonna be interested if there isn't any drama that's why we watch it um and i think yeah we should just be embracing that yeah i think sort of just going on to our little tangent there that i wasn't even planning on going on there it's (laughs) such a great conversation but I suppose being a female fan within motorsport can be very difficult. I think we've definitely established that over the last sort of 15 minutes. So chatting. <laughs> but have you personally ever felt any barriers to wanting to pursue a career in the sport just because you're a woman? Like, has there ever been a time that someone has said, no, you can't no, do this yeah. or anything along those lines? Um, not necessarily the sport mm. or engineering. Yeah. Mm. I've had quite a few comments um and it's hard because I think I always just think why so one of my one of the things that sticks out for me is I um had decided I wanted to study engineering and decided I wanted to do aerospace so I reset my GCSEs when I was 23 um because well not all of them I reset my science because I'd left school without them because ironically hated science back in the day yeah. um so I went to reset my sciences and I did really well at my GCSEs and was like right okay like I'm gonna do I couldn't do a levels like I looked everywhere and the only way was like the open college and I wanted to go in to learn yeah and that was a big thing for me so I was like right I'll do like an access to science like a higher education science course um so I was sat in my GCSE class and this guy walks in 
he was covering my um tutor who was half sick and I was like right um could you get me the leaflets on the aeronautical engineering that you do here and he goes mm, engineering I was like yeah he was like it's really hard oh, and I was right. thinking right <laughs> okay and he was like do you know what the, you know do you know what you're gonna have to do he was like there's a lot of maths and I'm thinking like yeah I know I'm resetting my GCSEs here so it probably doesn't look great yeah but would you be having this conversation if I, if I was a man mm-hmm. and that was that right nothing else was said I just left absolutely furious yeah and I just knew that this just wouldn't happen if I was a bloke. Yeah. And then fast forward to the September where I'm starting my, um, I end up doing an access to science course. But the reason is I had an interview on the phone because of COVID for the um, aeronautical. And it was like a level three. And I mm-hmm. said, I know that I've not done a level two, but if you can send me the information that I kind of need to learn and get an understanding of that, and I'm sure that, I could do the level three yeah um and my tutor was like yeah I'm sure you could like it'll be fine blah, blah, blah. like have an interview apply for it MMA. so I had an interview and um I assume it was the same guy but I found out later it was the same guy um I was like oh I don't think you can do the aeronautical because you've not done level two so I was like okay fair enough yeah mm-hmm. I was like I want to do aerospace engineering at uni um and I think that like, you know, be a good place for me to start, but I can't really do the level two and then the level three because um, I work full time and it's a full time yeah. course. And I, yeah. I just can't afford to leave, edu- well, leave a job for two years to then go to uni for three to four years. Yeah. I, I just can't afford to do that at this age. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he was like, yeah, I don't think you can do it. Blah, blah, blah. Taught me out a bit and said, what about this course instead? So I was like, okay, great. And then fast forward to me being in my class and he's going around the room when we first start and he's asking everyone what they want to do at uni after the course. And because it's biology and chemistry, they didn't offer physics. It was very, you know, um, it was quite diverse, like physio or yeah. um, biology or whatever. And he gets to me and he says, what do you want to do at uni? And I was like, oh, I want to do aerospace engineering. And he goes, oh, um, we do a aeronautical engineering level three here. Did you not know that? And I was like, yeah, someone on the phone told me I couldn't do it. And he went, and his face dropped. And he went, oh, no. <laughs> that was me. Oh. And I was absolutely furious oh, because I was like, oh, so I could have done it then. And you've just told me that I could have done that instead. But over the phone, you were convinced that I couldn't. Yeah. But then this certain person used to start his sentences with I'm not being sexist but (laughs) and I was like right okay (laughs) end of yeah (laughs) yeah and I will hold my hands up and say he was actually really good tutor like he was very good at what he did um and you know I can't take that away from him but yeah that was one of my things for me and I've even had a female teacher say to me that I couldn't do it and yeah um all sorts of comments and you just kind of move with it and think you know what it's fueled my fire and if someone says tells me I can't then I 100% yeah. 
I am like yeah you could tell me that I couldn't if a man told me I couldn't grow wings and fly to the moon because I'm a woman I can tell you tomorrow I'll be on the moon like I'm not yeah definitely not tell me I can't do it like if a man yeah. especially is telling me that I can't do it because of my gender then more for them because off I go yeah yeah I'm just gonna use that I guess no. <laughs> I completely get that the course that I'm on there's six girls out of 60 people oh my god and I will be doing it and I will be hopefully very success- successful and hopefully this all works out because this is pretty much what I want to do but no I, yeah. I, I definitely get that but what inspired you to study engineering has it always been something you wanted to pursue no um just going back to representation I just never knew that a woman could do engineering yeah. in fact if I'm honest I didn't even know what engineering was for mm. a long time um and like I said I was cabin crew for four years and I originally actually wanted to fly like although F1 has always been like a love yeah it's not always been at the forefront of my mind for a career um and I wanted to fly but it's so expensive it's like 120,000 pounds to train as a pilot yeah um and I just I don't have that money so I was like okay well what else can I do like I love planes like and I was always quite geeky with it. Like I was like, oh, like tell me about how these engines work and tell me about this and tell me about that. And yeah. um, for me, like that was just yeah. the coolest thing on the planet. Yeah. Still is the coolest thing on the planet. Um, and yeah, I was at college and when I do my GCSEs and my tutor was like, oh, um, tell us about a chemical engineer and that works at this nuclear plant near us. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And she was like, yeah, there's not many female engineers. And I was like, mm, what even is an engineer? <laughs> I just didn't yeah. know. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, started to look into it more and thought, right, I'm going to go with aerospace. I love planes. I love flying. It makes sense. I've always loved planes. And um, and then not long after I applied, someone was like, oh, you could work in F1 with that. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. that's quite interesting. And the more I looked, the more I realized that I could. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's quite funny because when I was younger, I remember watching the F1 with my dad and seeing people on the grid. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to be there one day. Like, I'm going to be on the grid. Yeah. I never really thought about it again. I just thought maybe as a guest. Yeah. I, You know, back in the day, you think that some, when my dad was like, oh, that's really expensive. I was like, oh, yeah, it must be like a fiver. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have no concept of money. realizing <laughs> no. that these tickets are like thousands of pounds but yeah <laughs> and it's not impossible to get but I was like I will be there one day yeah yeah I do think that some of these things are actually like subconsciously you are building yeah what you want to do and 100 yeah. so yeah. yeah I think yeah I can resonate with that massively yeah. I think as well just thinking of all the times I was sitting watching the tv and just at the time not even realizing that that was something that I wanted like I have no like bone in my body that wants to ride a motorbike ever but <laughs> yeah I am so invested in the sport it's like football you don't have to play football to like football yeah, you don't have not. to play rugby to be a fan of rugby but I always had that yeah. thought and just you saying it has really brought it back to me of like yeah I always had that thought of I'm gonna be there one day no matter what it is that I'm doing and I did a very similar thing of school of I did my GCSEs didn't do very well I tried to go back to school, hated it, picked the worst subjects ever, 
and then I went to yeah. tech and studied sports and then I was like okay well I can go to university now I did yeah. sport and exercise science and even now I'm like okay well I'm sort of into journalism am I into more social media is there something that I can do with this and then it was like oh well this degree actually could open doors in a MotoGP paddock or a yeah. motorsport paddock any paddock in the world and I'm like hmm actually yeah. this is yeah. something and now I'm like well I can do this I could be that person standing on the grid exactly how I thought 20 years ago without like I don't know how the thoughts have yeah. come together after all these years but you just explaining it there is like a hundred percent right like yeah. I look back and I think it is very strange because when I yeah. was a kid like I had a one of those mats on the floor with like a road on it and stuff I don't yeah. even I can't even remember what you'd call it but do you know what I mean one of those yeah, yeah toy mat things and I had like um I had motorbikes I was obsessed yeah. with motorbikes like yeah. I always had um I, you could always get them from the shop and they were quite big they were probably like this big yeah. and if I ever saw them in the shop I'd be like mom like can I please get this and I'd have like toy planes and mm-hmm. um I also had a cabin crew barbie growing up with a toy. <laughs> so bizarre um and I think all these tiny little things like pieces yeah. and some people realize them when they're 18 some people realize them when they're like my age when they're 26 some people realize them in their 50s 60s 70s like all these things are just yeah. making yeah. you and yeah it, it, and exactly that I've I've got a bit of a different path um I'm only 20 I I'm a bit young but no every uh, my dad worked on C-17s and has done for as long as I can remember Um, he was in the RAF and he now works uh, in Qatar for them I can't really say what he does I'm not allowed to but but he now works over there and then we basically uh, he's always been into bikes and he always used to ride bikes and he has had many crashes that are probably I think they're on YouTube somewhere And like, I've always been in the paddock with my dad and I sort of, I didn't like bikes because like growing up, I liked bikes, but I didn't tell my dad I liked bikes because he liked bikes and, you know, you can't do what your parents like. And yeah, it's the same with your siblings. Like my sister, I was like, I like (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's it's exactly that. I like, I loved football. Me and my dad used to go to the football and I used to play football. So I was, I was always sort of angling for that. And I found the course that I'm on five years before I knew about it. And it was the first year of the course. I, I study football journalism. It's the only course in the world. And um, I said to my dad, I was like, I'm going to be on that course. And my mum was like, huh, sure you will. Of course you will. Mm-hmm. Sort of like, mm, you're not really, are you? Yeah. But <laughs> I don't think she meant it awfully, but like, I yeah, don't think she I saw me as it. And it, whereas my my grandparents recently decided to tell me that they didn't see me doing the job that I'm doing now which was quite wow. interesting conversation to have but no and like I said you just you do it to sort of prove them wrong and to prove to yourself that you can do it and I think spite is a is a fun emotion because sometimes you just do it to spite people but I really love yeah. what I do as well and it's yeah. I, I love we love the, I love that I've joined this podcast I love my course I love doing journalism and I've sort of fallen into journalism a bit because I was like I want to do social media but now I, I was doing writing and stuff and then I've come join this and have been more on the social media like the video side which has been quite interesting but it's it's funny how all the blocks sort of fall into place and you don't realize it yeah yeah it's 
I think it's crazy when you look back at all these tiny little things yeah. that just happen mm. and yeah I think it's great but I always tell people to bear that in mind like I've got yeah. a lot of friends even now that are like I don't know what I want to do when I'm not quite sure and it's too late and I'm like no 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 it's not like because I always have the and I say this all the time as well like I had the thought process of oh my god after an industrial placement year I'm going to be 30 when I graduate <laughs> and then I was like but in four years I'm still going to turn 30 exactly so yeah. I might as well do it with a degree and doing something I love like I had that so much when I was studying my degree I've only graduated in the summer there and I just turned 23 and most people in my course had come straight out of school that's exactly what it was that they wanted to go do whereas I'd taken the years with tech etc and I was two years older than most people on the course and even they were like oh you're 23 like that's a bit and I was like excuse me what do you mean <laughs> I was like I've only just left school I had to go do my <laughs> A-levels like what do you want yeah. me to do here like I'm only 23 and even when you say you're gonna be 30 mm. when you finish I'm like you're only gonna be 30 I'm like yeah. think of all the time you're gonna have to yeah. do whatever job it is you want to do or if you decide to change career paths again down the line like there's so much yeah. time to do it and I think with the thought process that I had was well, if I change my mind 10 years down the line, well, I've given myself this big, massive opportunity and it's okay yeah. to change your mind, but at least you've tried to do the thing that you wanted to do. I think that's a massive part for me at the minute of, you know, graduating and now being in that, well, what am I going to do now? And everyone's like, well, have you got a job yet? You know, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I don't know, like, just calm down. I'm working yeah. things out. And if something falls into my lap, then I'm going to take it. Or I'm going to work hard towards this angle or this is what I want to do. And it's just, I think people need to realize that things take time. Like the whole traditional school system of you've got to do your A-levels and then go to university is the biggest load of rubbish I've ever heard in my life. And I think it's so hard because you drill so much. Your GCSEs like matter because then that's going to help you pick your A-levels and then your A-levels matter because that's going to help you pick your degree. And yeah, I'm not going to lie, like your A-levels, you know, all your education is important. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But you don't need to know what you want to do for the rest of your life at 13 years of age. Yeah. Like, no. oh my God, the amount of times that I changed my career path, like mm. all the way through school until I was 13, I wanted to be a drama teacher. And yeah. then by the time I got to 13 that was when I decided I wanted to be crew which I did and then I ended up working in healthcare for god's sake for like four years um and at one point I was convinced I was going to go and do a nursing degree like I've been here there and everywhere and I've never had like a yeah being cabin crew was probably my longest childhood dream yeah things change life changes you know things get in the way as well and yeah. it's not yeah. realistic to tell children that they need to decide what they want to do for the rest of their lives like and I think yeah. that's actually quite unhelpful and if you are fortunate where you know amazing like yeah yeah and I'm fully supportive of that and I think that's great but I also think yeah. I just always tell people like don't stress no yeah I mean, I had it the other way around because I've always been the youngest in the year because I was born late August. Yeah. Um, so I always had, oh, you're actually sure you want to do that? You're going to change your mind in 10 years. Blah, 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 blah. 
I've not got to change my mind I don't think I've I've yeah. I have been one of those lucky people that I've always known what I wanted to do yeah. but if I do change it doesn't really matter like I've still got yeah. loads of time and I'm fully accepting that this may not be my dream in 10 years like everything can change and it's just not yeah I don't understand why it's so drilled in it's it's not a big deal <laughs> there's I think, time I think even a bigger thing is is that it could work out for you and still in 10 years down the line maybe after yeah. working in the job that you've always dreamed of doing like I think the idea that you want to change your mind or go into maybe a different route is still should still be open you know this whole you've got to work in this same job for 60 years of your life is just yeah I agree and you know what like one of my friends is a very good example of this because he um I'm not actually sure exactly how old he is but he was a art teacher and I think he was like late 30s when he became a pilot yeah mm-hmm. and I'm like now he flies for VistaJet VistaJet flies Charles Leclerc around everywhere like yeah. <laughs> you know so that's if anyone knows who VistaJet is like that's how you know like yeah mm-hmm. Ferrari are all over it um and he's a pilot for them and I just think you know that's a long time to then go and do that different career and yeah it was also a long time in the making because like I was saying before the finance and stuff but yeah. he's so happy now and I don't you should ever discourage anyone as well from changing the path like as long as it's viable because you know I've had to make sacrifices going back to uni now because I had a car to pay for and stuff like that wasn't just as easy as okay I'm just going to go and do this instead yeah you know if you can make it work do it and if it doesn't work out oh well like you wake up tomorrow and there's a new start yeah yeah and you can always say you tried which I think is the biggest thing like I have this thought in my head of no matter how it works out I'm always going to be able to say well I gave it my 100% and it just wasn't meant to be and I don't see the issue with that at all I bet you feel this way about the podcast too right because that's how I feel about Femspeed yeah Mm -hmm. as if it flops so uh I tried (laughs) yeah I tried and I had fun yeah exactly I mean I initially wanted to get into doing something motorsport related in my second year of uni and I was like hmm you know I'd, it was locked down it was very like what do I want to do when I graduate and the MotoGP was the thing it was like it was on on a Sunday and we all sat there and it was the one thing that the family sort of didn't argue with each other about because we were always on top <laughs> yeah. of each other you know 24-7 locked in the house and I was like do you know what yeah and it's that thing of like all these years of coming together it's like yes no it this is something that I want to do mm-hmm. and then I I went and found a podcast I joined that I was a part of it then I was like do you know what I am going to do it myself and mm-hmm. then I find this fantastic group of girls to do it with and here we are I think it's what like nine months later and it's like it doesn't matter what following we have or I think it's more important of like the connections that we've made Mm -hmm. and for the fact that at the end of the day I can go yeah well I tried and I did it and I loved every moment of it so I don't really care if it works out or if it doesn't but this portion has been so exciting to be a part of and yeah why would I not do it like yeah I think that's how I feel as well about Femspeed and you know I've made some amazing connections on the way I've made friends like yeah and I always I always say that to people as well about networking when people come to me and say you know what do you do and how have you got this position or how has this happened for example like when I just went away with the world touring cars yeah it was through networking but you know it can help to make connections that can help you get things like that opportunities like that but the amount of friendships I've made along the way 
are incredible and I know that these are people that stick with me for life and it's not just about um yeah finding someone that can get me a job but I've found someone that truly understands like what I'm passionate about as well and they understand you know the friends that maybe aren't as passionate about something the way that you are so they don't understand the sacrifices you have so it's quite nice to meet people that understand why you can't go to certain events because you've got to do this or you're throwing yourself in at uni and wanting to cry and drowning your own tears because it's hard work and you're Mm -hmm. not sociable they get it because they're passionate as well so yeah it's it's nice to meet like you said it's about meeting like-minded people which is an amazing part of it oh it's massive it's it's so massive I think talking about friends and even family in this matter how did your parents and even your friends react when you told them that this is something that you wanted to do you know you wanted to leave the career that you had and completely go back and and start again and do the the aerospace engineering um I was actually quite scared about telling them yeah because I always have crazy ideas yeah I'm pretty similar with that one I always get scared and my dad's like what are you saying now Lauren like just calm down here yeah and they're like here we go again (laughs) yeah it's like I want to be an astronaut I want to be a racing driver I want to be a footballer like I there's something new that I decide I want to do like all the time but this was something that I I mean they knew I wanted to fly I was scared about telling them I wanted to fly because I was like they're gonna think shut up like this is now this is taking it too far yeah and I think when they realized how much I wanted to fly but realized how much we really couldn't afford it when I said engineering they were like hmm yeah but again, I left school with no science qualification. So how am I going to do a degree? Yeah. Need sciences to do. Yeah. Um, and I was like, right, I'm going to try and do, actually, to be honest, when I started my GCSE, I'm probably waffling now, but when I started my GCSE, <laughs> I was like, I want to get a C because yeah. I don't have a GCSE in science. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I feel like I could get a B. I'm going to give it a go. And then after a while, I was like, I might try and get an A. Yeah. Mm. But if I don't get it and I get a B, that's fine. Yeah. And then towards the end, I was like, okay, I need to, I'm hoping I get a B. And on my results day, I was like, please get a B, like, please be a B. Which is crazy. I was waiting for GCSE results day when all my friends, you know, sat there like 10 years before. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> we move. Yeah. Um, and yeah sorry I was just looking at a plane (laughs) (laughs) I was like oh that's low (laughs) um so I ended up getting like a stars and I was like right okay I never expected that I could do something like this and maybe my family will think that I can do this now and then I did really well I got like distinctions the whole way through my last course and I was like okay but I think part of it was not just trying to prove to them but I was trying to prove to myself and yeah. I think part of me for a long time was like how can I expect my parents to buy into this new crazy dream when I'm mm. not entirely yeah. convinced I believe in it myself yet yeah um, so I was a little nervous um and I think they were a little shocked because yeah. of like, really <laughs> engineering but actually I think a lot of people don't know what engineering is either because me and my friend always joke in my course that we don't know what engineering is and we're doing <laughs> it so um yeah it was it was a bit of a scary move and obviously leaving my job and yeah financially planning it I was scared mm. 
I was like, oh my God, what are they going to say? Yeah. But um, they've been great and they've been really supportive. And I think that's a, a big part of it too, that I've got that good foundation behind me that my friends and my family are like, yeah, you can do this. And they yeah. clap when I win and they wipe my tears when I'm upset yeah. over looming exams and stuff. Yeah. So I'm quite lucky. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think my dad and I are so close and we're so similar, which is something that, I hate because we just are the same <laughs> yeah. person, my dad and I. And <laughs> years and years, I was very similar in the, you know, because I had to go to tech, it was always like, okay, we'll see what I can do. And I was very similar of like, if I can just pass, it'll be great. And then I was the similar of, I ended up getting distinctions in my classes. And it was like, okay, well, actually, you yeah. know, it is that yeah. self belief of like, okay, well, that's three A's. I can get into any yeah. uni course I want to go to. Yeah, you know, I got onto the uni course. Like, even just attending uni was something that I never thought I was going to be able to do. And again, when I got to uni, it was if I get passes, then we're fine. And then it was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm you know the marks are two ones, and I'm pushing first in some classes. And then it's like, oh wait, like you can actually yeah. do that. And then having a conversation with my dad recently, just after I graduated, and he goes, yeah, I knew you could do it all along. Like there was no. Yeah there never was any doubt in his mind and it's like that's crazy to know that after all this time of like stressing and that's like six seven years of my life that I was just completely like I don't know what's going on here and then for them to just go yeah but we knew you could do it and it was just you realizing that this is what you wanted to do and that that you, you needed to believe in yourself it's just crazy to to know that having that support system behind you without even realizing it they were always pushing you into that right yeah. direction and then they go well actually it is something that yeah, we, we all knew yeah. yeah yeah and you're like okay well did anyone think why didn't you tell me, me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. why do you not let me know when I'm crying over my dissertation at 4 a.m like yeah yeah so, and my my dad was the same my dad always knew that I could do so I didn't I didn't do very well in my GCSEs or my A levels luckily enough I had a good enough portfolio to get an unconditional offer so I didn't need to do well in my A-levels or anything mm-hmm. um but then when I got to uni I started getting two ones in first and I was like hang on I can actually do this yeah. and like this year I, I haven't done so I haven't done as well as I wanted to because now I've got my hopes up but I it was like oh well, I'm getting two twos two ones like I'm actually good at this and like yeah not in a I'm actually good at this I knew I would do well at it I just didn't think I would do that well and I wasn't yeah. expecting the grades I'm getting and my dad when I was telling my dad my grades this uh end of this year and he was like ah see we knew you could do it and I was like yeah but I I don't I, I yeah. like but they're always there like you say it's good to have that support system around you yeah and it is a part of like self-realization yeah and yeah it doesn't come naturally to all of us that we are capable. And even now I tell people like, oh, I'm doing aerospace engineering. They're like, wow, you're really smart. And I'm like, yeah. no, no. <laughs> I never feel smart. Yeah. And a lot of my friends like, yeah, you're really intelligent, but you never feel it yourself. And I exactly. think, I do think that a part of uni as well, and I'm learning obviously a lot later than most that uni is so hard because it's not just about like doing well in these grades and self-teaching, but you're becoming yourself and you are learning learning who you are along the way and as cheesy as that is I think that's just a big part of it and thinking you know what like yeah I have got this and yeah it's not actually too much to say I'm intelligent and I you know I'm just gonna own it and I think that's as important as the people around you believe in in you that you're just gonna believe in yourself too 
Yeah, yeah. Exactly. This is this is not where I thought this conversation was going to go no. whatsoever. But I'm totally not mad that it did. Yeah. <laughs> it? It's a good I conversation. Might just, I might just FaceTime you all every night and be like, right, what we're going to talk about today? These are my I problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Therapy let's session. Go. Let's put the world to rights. <laughs> Definitely. I just think this is this thing that I, you know, to meet like-minded people, which we've said so many times now, but it's just. I think this is the biggest thing when it comes to talking about getting more women in motorsport and getting ourselves out there is at the end of the day, we've all just realized between the three of us that it is just that self-belief and even just mm-hmm. realizing that is like the biggest step. And then once yeah. once you realize that, it's then, okay, where am I going to go next? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then you get the representation, you get the women and you, you get to see them. And I think as much as maybe that felt off topic for a lot of people, it's like, well, it's not because you got to start from believing in yourself and then you move up and then you realize that you can go out there and do whatever job in whatever male dominated sport that you want to do because yeah who says you can't exactly so yeah exactly I think the only yeah the only person behind that is yourself right like you can and I think that's again it does go back to motorsport and the representation and the fact that you know once you as a woman feel like you deserve that place and Mm -hmm. when I went to Mercedes for their factory tour visit and that we did through Stamets. It This woman basically was like, I can't remember her job role now, um, but she had said, you know, you deserve a place in this room. Yeah. And if you didn't, then you wouldn't have had the invite. Yeah. Yeah. Like, be, you know, and which is why I, like I said before, like be okay with being the only woman in the room and have confidence in your abilities because imposter syndrome is so hard to deal with like yes. <laughs> sure we've all felt it it's yeah, yeah she was that really resonated with me that you know if I didn't deserve to be there I wouldn't be and yeah yeah confidence confidence is key yeah definitely yeah. like these opportunities wouldn't be there yeah if they weren't achievable and I think that's the massive thing you know there's so many opportunities within motorsports for everybody you know and if there wasn't opportunities then you wouldn't see them but there's so many doors opening even now and new directions and formula one and motor gp and any in any sport even and it's just you know the opportunities are there and we need to take them and we deserve them as much as anybody else and i think that's yeah definitely Um. Uh, imposter syndrome is very real it's a bit scary I mean I was telling um one of the other girls on discord before this um I got recognized at the airport yesterday uh, off of my twitter account because I post on bright because I do a lot of journalism stuff a guy recognized me and he's wearing a leads top he won't listen to this but I'll shout him out if he's listening (laughs) um and he was like oh you're the girl off of twitter you've cut half your hair off but you're the girl off of twitter I was like yeah that's me like and it's 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 just so surreal and it's the fact that you do you do you have a brand and you don't realize it yeah and it's like your own personal brand as well as like the brands that you were a part of like when I went to um a women's Euros game this summer at the Amex in Brighton so many people kept coming up to me I was they were like oh you're Brighton you're the girl off of Twitter and I was like yeah that's me like please that. leave me alone <laughs> like I love it but like it's just very it, it just, scary. just didn't feel yeah. real and it's yeah. like oh you're the girl that's from those places and you know this and you know this I'm like you know more about me 
like this is a bit weird I've only just met you I don't even know your name and you're telling me everything about me but it's such a weird experience isn't it I it I mean it's not from Femspeed it's actually from a really random video that I put on TikTok when um my boyfriend surprised me with a FaceTime of Daniel Ricardo. I've seen that. that. (laughs) There you go. This is the exact uh, (laughs) yeah I've seen that of like yeah I've seen that. (laughs) It was the best and most embarrassing moment of my whole (laughs) life. Like but I'll tell you that in a moment. But yeah I was at this um event so I applied for this event at Red Bull for Women in Engineering Day and you had to send in an application. And obviously my other half works at Rumble and I was like, oh, I'm going to apply for it. And he was like, oh, I'll speak to Hannah, Hannah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, okay. Um, and I'm always quite conscious that I want to know that if I make, if I get somewhere, it's because of my work, yeah. but I'm also not going to turn down help, which is what I used to yeah. do at the start. Yeah. But I realized I'm shooting myself in the foot. Yeah. Anyway. Um, she did actually let me know because she reviewed my CV, which is crazy. Um, and he was like, oh, you know, she said it was a really good application. And then she said that to me too and was like, you would have got the place if it wasn't for him. But yeah, yeah. anyway, I'm waffling. So I was at this event and um, this girl came up to me and she was like, oh my God, I just in your TikTok, like with Daniel Ricardo. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> my God, like this is so weird. Um, yeah. And it is a bit of a strange feeling that, I think that's when you realize that social media is out there yeah yeah it there's actually someone on the other end of the phone you're not just tweeting into nothing yeah that's the Um, yeah that's the weird one even with podcast episodes now like while we're recording this I'm just like this is the conversation between us three and I still will go and edit it (laughs) and post it to an audience and no part of me has a thought of other people are going to listen to this and then someone be like oh I listen to your podcast I'm like what what do you mean yeah. you listen to my podcast even though that's what the point of this is I'm like what do you, what? Like, you, you listen yeah, to it's it? so strange yeah. isn't it so yeah I was almost a little bit shocked when she uh <laughs> but yeah that was a that honestly I wanted to die like it was so embarrassing um yeah I asked it's him how his flight was <laughs> always about planes who no, <laughs> asked Daniel who gets to speak to Daniel Ricardo and goes how would you fly <laughs> <laughs> Like I've I met like um Christian Horner at the Inwed event and mm. you know I've met some amazing people. I met amazing people when I was cabin crew, like the passengers and stuff, like some VIPs, and I've never had that moment of yeah. starstruck yeah. until then. <laughs> um, so my boyfriend like answered the phone like this, right? And then moved it over to mm. Daniel. And I it was really embarrassing because he was on the bus from the aircraft to the terminal so there were loads of people on this bus yeah. and a lot of them worked at Red Bull and <laughs> Adam and I just went oh my god <laughs> I was in my pajamas as well because I, it was like yeah. half 11 at night yeah I've got no makeup on I like thank god to this day that I'd washed my hair and it wasn't yeah. like, all stuck on the top of my head <laughs> honestly and um I was like, so how are you? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> yeah. Like, Why did I say that? Like, and I remember everyone else in the bus, like absolutely wetting themselves. And I was thinking, I'm actually mortified. And he'd signed my hat like a few weeks before. Did I think to thank him for that? No. <laughs> did I think the time that I thought he was a great driver? 
absolutely not. <laughs> how his flight was, how he was, and told him that I was wearing my pajamas. I mean, you're probably more memorable than most people. Exactly. Think of all the people who do ask him or do say, I like, do say oh, those. you're a great driver. This is like, like a standard yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I know. I'm a great driver. You know, he wants to. I, he, I think I'm like, probably I'm pajamas, Daniel. <laughs> I'm like, like, just talk to them like they're normal. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's a normal conversation, but like it's weird as well because of who they are. Yeah. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. Like he, he answered the phone and he was like, hi Chloe babes how are you I do remember this video the more you're talking about it the more it's coming back to me I'm like yeah I remember this because I sent it to my sister <laughs> and I was like hi Daniel babes how would you fly <laughs> I was not okay no and afterwards I don't think I got to sleep till like three o'clock in the morning yeah, because you're just sitting there yeah <laughs> and I could feel myself going more red <laughs> just sat alone in my bedroom thinking like what is wrong with you like <laughs> why would you ever say that oh well we move but yeah so I find it embarrassing that yeah obviously I wanted to share it because it was the most exciting moment yeah but then at the same time I was like god she knows what a loser I am like <laughs> who asked Daniel Ricardo how is flight <laughs> brilliant absolutely yeah. brilliant but I think sticking on the the theme of drivers since we were obviously talking about Daniel Ricardo, I think we have to bring up W series. Yes. Definitely a fun topic to talk about. What is your opinion on W series? Do you actually think that it is helping women get into motorsport? Is this actually a stepping stone, a realistic stepping stone for women? I I think it's great. Yeah. And I love that, you know, a lot of people say, well, there's not a, a series that are directly made for men. Yeah. And there'd be uproar if that happened. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. There isn't because it's hard for women to compete at the level that the men are competing at because, you know, you can't deny the fact that it, they are hard to, I've never tried, but from what I've heard, they are hard yeah. to drive those cars yeah. at like, you know, the speeds and it it is difficult. It's a strain on the body. And I completely, you know, respect that. Yeah. It's, it's difficult to do. Yeah. And because women aren't, because women aren't making it into F1, I think it's fair to give them a platform to drive competitive, like competitively. Yeah. Because if not, if it wasn't just for women, then, you know, it'd be full of men. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And to me, I feel like it's really important, but I also feel like it's just as important that those women are then encouraged to go up to F3, F2, eventually F1. Jamie Chadwick I would love to see her drive in F2 or F3. the money I would pay like if I had money I would pay you know to get her there it's crazy that she isn't given these opportunities and and mm-hmm. you know she is clearly the most talented in her mm-hmm. class okay well if that was a man who was dominating his class he would do the next progression forward and move up why is this mm-hmm. not the same for the likes of Jamie Chadwick and she's not just the only one she's you know the biggest name that people probably know but yeah, I 100% but she's agree with that in W series at the moment yeah and, yeah you know I do think she deserves her seat in F3 or F2 but um I think like David Coulthard's initiative more than equal I'm hoping that something like that brings yeah. people like Jamie Chadwick and obviously the other drivers I'm saying Jamie Chadwick so much just because she's you know been world champion now yeah twice 
Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so I saw her once, I'm not quite sure, but yeah, she she basically deserves yeah to show her full potential. And, you know, I understand that, you know, if women aren't, aren't driving at that level, then no, they shouldn't be allowed to drive an F1 yeah. because they're not there. But yeah. I think that with the right amount of funding and training and the same as the men get and yeah. put into one of those cars that can achieve that, yeah, they definitely deserve a seat. 100%. I think I think that's a big thing. Of you actually need to give the women the chance to yeah. prove themselves. And honestly, if at the end of the day, a woman who gets completely equal opportunities, training, funding, everything, and still maybe isn't as good or something along those lines, then I say yes, okay, maybe she shouldn't be there. But in the same breath, no one has been given those opportunities. Yeah. So how do we know that a woman shouldn't be racing an F1 or a yeah. MotoGP? Because we haven't seen it. I mean, in Moto3 at the minute, we have Anna Carrasco racing. And um, she had been in the class. She'd moved. She'd won world championships elsewhere. Yeah. And now she's back in Moto3. And the uproar that that caused was just ridiculous. And it's like, it, well, yeah. why? Mm-hmm. Like, and... It's like the th- there's another female rider in Moto E, and she's mm. brilliant, and she's she's not up to. I wouldn't say she's battling towards the front, but she is battling in the field, and yeah. she I I vouch her many times on a podcast. I yeah. love Maria Herrera. Yeah, she's um, But no, it's it's just like, how do we start a conversation about this, and how do we make it stick? And obviously, yesterday it was announced that four W Series drivers are going to take part in the Formula Three test in mm-hmm. less than two weeks. Yeah. Do you think that could be the start of more opportunities for female drivers in the Formula classes? I hope so. Yeah, I, I genuinely so. really hope so. And regardless, maybe this is also an opportunity for scouting at that level, yeah. or you know, like I keep mentioning DC's initiative because DC's initiative was is to put that you know the money and the training and everything into a female driver to make Mm -hmm. the next F1 world champion as a woman obviously um so I'm hoping that you know women driving at that level is an opportunity for scouting and people to go you know what I'm going to chuck some money at her and give her a chance and I think that's the most important thing that yeah. the women aren't getting the funding the recognition that they need and the big part of it is funding because yeah. let's face it it's a lot of money to secure that seat and if a woman can do it then great absolutely yeah. great and honestly I really hope that seeing them drive an F3 is going to change the trajectory for women in, mm. in F1 yeah. hopefully I think, yeah I think it's a massive I will be her fan yeah I, I cannot yeah. wait to see it I think in Moto 3 again we actually are going to have Maria Herrera who Catherine just yes. mentioned in Aragon yeah yes. they're going to have an all-female team so down to the engineers ev- like everyone rider engineers social media people everyone running around is going to be female first all fully female team wow. there unfortunately it's only just a wild card so it will just be for that one round but it's I'm nearly sure it's an hour gone next week yes. I'm so excited to, because it's been talked about so much and I think it looks, this is this exact so thing of happening in in W series you know those girls getting the the chances now to to race or to test even I should say in um Formula 3 cards this is the exact example now in MotoGP as well yeah. of we need the funding you need to give them an opportunity 
and then you can make your mind up as to whether or not they deserve yeah. to be there and it's a chance for these women to showcase their talent yeah. right it's mm-hmm. not just a talk about you know yeah. having women do that you know an all-female team and stuff like this is like a massive thing because it just shows that we can we're just as capable as everybody yeah. else yeah not all of us are capable when you know you talk about women in pit stops and stuff like that like yeah. we as women can achieve that could I achieve that probably not but it doesn't <laughs> mean that all women yeah, can't yeah right? exactly yeah that's a big part of it too like yeah one woman may have done it and failed before but it doesn't mean the next woman will exactly yeah, it might yeah. Be great exactly and yeah you need to to give those chances I think yeah it, it's just it's so heartwarming to know now that we are getting to the stage slowly very slowly but it seems to be going in the, the right direction of we are definitely getting to the point where more females are getting the opportunities and I think people are starting to to realize and open their eyes that to make these decisions we do need to actually first allow a woman to give yeah. it a go yeah and then we can Trial make an informed yeah. decision mm-hmm. and a proper go at it at that as yeah. well not just yeah. some stupid side attempt to to get them not, in whether it be really just one in any job yeah, yeah not just walk around the lap and yeah. pretend that you're driving a car or yeah. a bike like actually let them do it let them race let them win yeah and then let them have a go do you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah obviously yeah. not let them win but you know what I mean like let them show yeah, them. yeah. let, let them, them try prove it yeah exactly. yeah exactly Definitely. so yeah which is exciting I feel like it is changing and I feel like because obviously MotoGP like I don't know enough about and I feel like it's nice to speak to people and see other sides of motorsport. Exactly. Like before I went to do the um, WTCR, I knew nothing about world touring cars. Like, yeah. if I'm being completely honest, like, I didn't know much at all. I didn't know about the electric series in it. And, um, yeah, so I think it's just exciting to see all the different sides, especially with having BEM speed as well. It's important that we're showing every side of the sport, not just exactly. yeah. F1, because at the moment it is quite popular. It's quite good to just learn, like I said, learn along the way. It's it's great. I love it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I feel like in Formula One, for me, compared to MotoGP, in my, in my personal opinion, watching the two sports and definitely sort of getting more into Formula One, like I mentioned earlier, I definitely am starting to see more women in Formula One and I love it and I don't know if it's just because I follow a lot of the female content creators or you know they have the likes of Natalie Pinkham and stuff like that and Naomi Schiff and it's oh, it's it's I love Naomi <laughs> like yeah. I've definitely noticed that shift whereas in MotoGP at the minute I think we're lagging behind ever so slightly don't get me wrong we have fantastic people in the likes of BT Sport we have Susie Perry and Natalie Quirk and we, have, we are uh, starting to see more people in teams as well I was because- gonna say we've just had the first female team principal win and go on the on the podium at the very first round this year in yeah. Qatar with Anea Bastianini and Grazzini yeah Nadia Padovani her yeah, husband saw that actually. yeah her husband Fausto Grazzini passed away Pass- last, last year. year because of covid and she took the team over and they have been it's been an inspirational yeah, yeah. It's one of the best stories this year it's but I, wonder if, I don't know do you think that some of it is because of like not enough women know enough about it yeah yeah there's obviously like like I was saying before now f1 is getting more popular because I'd said you know even trying to look for a job in f1 is going to be even more difficult because it's getting more competitive because more girls are interested in the sport as well and 
obviously not just girls but fans in general which obviously more fans more than likely more women coming into it as yeah. well um and I wonder if some of it is to do, you know to do with coverage and not even just representation of the women in most GP but the sport as a whole yeah. um because obviously the coverage on the TV isn't as much as F1 or no. it could be from what I know no no, oh, no it's, not. it's it's similar that it's on BT Sports you've got to pay for it and it's like the package that you have to pay for and the and you don't get as much as you get on really. the MotoGP app either. It, yeah. It's all behind a paywall and Dorna are very tricky with copyright. So yeah. we've we've had a few issues with that. But yeah, no, it's very much behind a paywall. And this, I was actually having this conversation with my dad the other day and sort of that MotoGP need to do more to remove the paywall, to make it more accessible so mm. that people can learn about it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what... Um, that's what I was thinking the same with WTCR right because I was like I was there and I was like this is a really cool sport like yeah you know why is this not on TV more and then I spoke to my friend because I was so excited because I was like oh my god this is like my first time on like an FIA event I'm gonna be on the grid like this is so exciting but none of my friends could watch it and it was so depressing because I was like yeah obviously it's not just all about me <laughs> but I wanted my friends to see to me see and yeah me. I also thought you know what this is a really cool sport and should it be on tv then I would definitely watch it exactly yeah I think that is a big part of the problem as well that you know because it's like um WTCR with I think it's discovery sports events yeah yeah I should know because I went with them but um <laughs> you've got to pay to watch that and it's a shame because I genuinely think there'd be more fans as a result if you could go but I don't know about MotoGP but our event in Vallelunga was um an open event so anyone could turn up you didn't need to pay for the ticket um which is quite good so they are doing a a bit of stuff and yeah um yeah but I definitely think that they should make sports like that more accessible because I'd certainly watch it and get more involved if I knew more about it but exactly it's it's the making it accessible for fans to get into it and then then you can start doing stuff like that you know if there's yeah then they want more content but you need to actually get the fan base first and MotoGP have just done a fan survey in the summer break there and we got Mm -hmm. the results of it recently Mm -hmm. and 13% 13% yeah. of fans, MotoGP fans, are female. But of that 13%, 54% are, like, young girls. And oh, wow. New, new young girls coming into sport. I think it's 18 to 34 was the age group. Yeah. And in that percentage, it was they are the ones who are more willing to travel to circuits. They want yeah. to go to races. They want to be there. They've been to more t- more than two GPs. In the last five years or something like that. Oh. And yeah, like they, they are the ones who are like trying to absorb. In the future of the, the sport. sport. Exactly. And, yeah. And like <laughs> Dawn, we've sort of had conversations about Dawn a lot on our podcast. And we've mentioned a lot about the fan surveys because MotoGP have just decided to announce sprint races. However, as we found out in this fan survey, no one nobody wanted sprint races. I think it was 93% of people wanted the format to stay the same way. Yeah, something along those lines. And yeah. Um, they, yeah, we, we have questionable views about that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just leave it like that. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. I, th- I think the main one is, is that MotoGP recently, if you have Amazon Prime, I would go and suggest that you watch the MotoGP Unlimited because they try to do 
um yeah, a drive amazing. to survive series basically and it didn't go down as well as what initially hoped but it was because it it was such an interesting documentary of for the I, I think for fans who had already been fans of the sport I think someone new coming in it wasn't yeah. as detailed as drive to survive and as much right, as you okay. said it's dramatized I think there I could have been more done is... to make it more yeah accessible for new fans I think that could have been such a big opportunity to get new I, fans in because that's what Drive to Survive did I don't understand why they didn't put no, no I'm saying oh. why didn't they put it on YouTube because it's not like they were particularly long episodes and it wasn't a, a long series I get that you could still earn money off of it on YouTube yeah I just the, and the thing is is MotoGP do a lot of videos like get to know the riders on the video pass it's not on yeah. YouTube why don't they put it for free as content out there yeah because you need to grasp people because all the people see on youtube is the videos of the races and it's just it's just bikes it's not the people on the bikes you don't get to know the people yeah yeah and that's what makes these sports so interesting right i just love f1 because i'm watching this car go around the track if i you know there's more to it than that if it was just that then i'd just buy scale electrics like yeah I mean, like I wouldn't just sit and watch it, but you know, it's it is like the team drama, like it's the principles, it's the engineering that goes into it. It is the drama between the drivers and silly season, like oh my god, silly season. (laughs) Yeah, it has me in like MotoGP has had one this year. We've lost a team this year, so there's two less places on the grid. Yeah, so like. This is the stuff that gets fans involved. Like, exactly. Yeah. This is what makes it more than just bikes or cars or yeah. whatever going around a track. This makes it so much more. And I think that's, yeah, they should be putting that here, there and everywhere. But it's like, oh my God, Aston Martin's F1 team, their TikTok content yeah. is incredible. I will brilliant. say brilliant. Yeah. it's routine. But stuff like that, you do that for any form of racing and you know that style of content and you've got people hooked because yeah you know tiktok for example you listen to a trend like a song jump on the trend jump on it at the right time yeah tiktok's blown up yeah yeah you know what i mean it's just yeah i, th- I think that's a big thing with formula one that i think that moto gp could do with adapting more of is social media. getting the young content creators in I, i've seen quite a few of them now be invited i mean lizzie mackintosh was with ferrari at the weekend which was just yeah. absolutely incredible oh my God. this is what we need to be doing in all sports we need to get these young content yeah. creators fans everyone <laughs> in, new people in and get them yeah. into the paddock into the sport meeting the riders meeting the drivers creating content the team. yeah just, yeah motor gp hit us up yeah yeah yeah, this yeah. is about it. <laughs> I was say, yeah, MotoGP, if you're listening, <laughs> us. Yeah, but right yeah, now. It's, it's like we we try and make like I've been doing educational TikToks, but there's not there hasn't been like a big trend this week, so I haven't done any videos for it. But like, you would jump on a trend as soon as you see it, and like, yeah, I also haven't been in the same country, so my TikTok videos have been a bit different. So I don't think I'd jump on any of the trends that I was seeing at home. But like now that I'm here. Like, if I see a trend, I've said to the girls, I have permission to fully just go and make a video. And it can be make no sense, but it's funny. So you just put it out. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's, I think social media is everyone's like best yeah. friend, right? Like, I literally did a TikTok about like wanting to make new motorsport friends. And 
that went wild like yeah yeah I think it's because I used the right sound at the right time and jumped yeah. on the right trend and you know it's the same for every bit of content out there really and hopefully like other formulas and racing series can jump on that as well and just yeah. get more people involved because it's Definitely. I do think it's more fun as well when you have other people to talk to about it like yeah like I said yeah, definitely. I don't want to talk to my wall but if I have to I will <laughs> yeah exactly exactly well we have talked for so much longer than I ever anticipated oh my god I know we definitely <laughs> like to talk we did warn you before starting this podcast I warned you as well yeah so. yeah yeah <laughs> but I think that just means that we have to do this again sometime because there's clearly so yeah. much to talk about and this yeah. was so much fun and hopefully you had a good time as well Chloe. oh my god yeah I had a great time thank you so much <laughs> well, I think we want to thank you obviously for joining yeah. us and we thank wish you. you all the best for thank anything you else that you do with them yes. speed we cannot wait to see where your page goes and where you can yeah. grow from this it's Very definitely exciting, exciting. thank but, you yeah no, thank that you is it. it's been great yeah. well I think that is it then for this week's episode before we waffle on for any longer about any topic whatsoever but thank you guys so much for listening thanks to Chloe again like we mentioned and we'll be back next week with another episode if you want to find us we are at the siding lamp and Chloe's femme speed is at femme speed if I'm correct but we will have her tagged and you can go find her so it won't be difficult but yes thank you very much for listening and we'll see you guys very very soon